0: Hey, everybody, it's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with Craig from Little Kahuna. How are you, Craig? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great. Nice to meet you, finally. Nice to meet you. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, I, I love listening to the album. It was super, super mellow, and uh, I really, uh, sometimes when I wake up in the morning and I know I have something to do, I'm like, really, like, okay, I got to move, 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 move. And then I listened to the, the CD and I was like, okay, now I can relax before this interview and, and <laughs> uh, like calm myself down. Cause I drink a lot of coffee and, and you know, you can see me shaking in some of my interviews just cause I drink so much coffee. Oh. So tell me about your release. You got it on final. Uh, tell me a little bit about, about how, how you, you guys put it together.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. So, so really like a story you've heard probably a thousand times by now, but, um, you know, when everything shut down in 2020, uh, it was, it was kind of like, well, here I am sitting in my office. This is my office. And, and uh, I've got my guitars and my amps and, and whatnot. And, and, and it was like, okay, what do I do now? Uh, so I I I am um, like you I, I I have my iPhone with the vo- I, I I just use the voice recorder so I'll, I'll sing a melody in there or I'll, I'll have a you know I'll play a, a riff that I like and and so uh, over the years uh, I hadn't really had time to develop any of those. So I just really, at that point I thought, why don't I why don't I listen to all this stuff that I've put into the phone over the last four or five years really? Uh, and then see if it amounts to anything. So so I sat right here at this desk right here and I, I listened to it, got it all going and um, and then I thought some of the, you know, let me see if I developed these. So I started to develop some of the, the um, melodies and start put some of the chord progressions together and developing the songs and I recorded demos and then sent them out to to my community uh, of of players because I've been in you know quite a number of different surf bands and so uh, I sent those out and because it wasn't specific surf music it, it, as you could tell I've I've been changing the beats and changing the feel and adding acoustic guitar which we can talk about later, which was a huge Sandals influence, yeah. you know, endless summer. Um, and so anyway, so I, I had a, I had a number of guys that said, yeah, I'd like to be part of that project. And so that's what we did from there. We started um, recording, uh, but it was just, it was like just post lockdown, you know? So we were all masked up. We do one at a time. Um, and, and and it presented issues uh, on stops and starts, you know, and on a click track, and then having the drums yeah. fill in and that kind of thing. So, you know, there there, there, there were there were some, um, hurdles we had to overcome. You know, all in all, uh, our, our 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 guy that mixed it, Barry Wood, uh did a, a wonderful job for us and got the vibe we're trying to put across. And yeah. so, so he did a he did a really great job. So that's really how it all came together. And there was like. You know, during that time, as you know, there's sort of like, well, we got nothing but time. You know, yeah. It, there, there, there's no gigs, so we might as well just keep keep it going. So yeah. at about twelve songs, I'd written about fourteen, sort of twelve of them made the the the, the cut. You know, uh, and uh, and um, and that's that's then we just kept moving forward.
0: It's it's. Uh... That first of all, that's why I started doing these shows in lockdown because I couldn't go to work. Um, because I, I work at a, a TV station where we're all kind of close quarters in a control room, so mm. uh, um, you know, the building wouldn't allow us even into the building, much less work. Right. So, I sat around depressed for two months and then I said, well, I might as well do something. So I started doing this. Um, but I'm glad you did. Oh, well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been really fun getting acquainted with people that I don't know, hearing their stories. I've enjoyed listening to your, uh, your video, your, your YouTube channel. Oh, thank you so
0: much. Thank you. I really, I really love to hear that because, uh, Uh, I like to interview bands because in in even some bands, they say, well, I don't know if I have much to talk about. And I said, well, that's not, you know, that's not going to be a problem. You know, it's just a casual conversation. And then they find out 30 minutes into the video, like, oh, I guess I did have something to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think most of your artists started that way, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I remember I listened to Paul from the Star Hoppers. And uh and it was it, he, I think he kind of started that way. It's certainly Dave Klein. Yeah. You know, so it was it was cool. Uh
0: it's it's interesting also that you that you mentioned uh using acoustic guitar in uh in your brand of surf music because there's this other guy, Scott, from Guitar Me of One, and his is uh his surf music that he does is all acoustic. And uh oh wow, yeah, it's really interesting, and he's a, a really super cool guy, really down to earth. And uh like most musicians, he's into all different types of music, but he decided to, to, to try that out, and it turned out really well.
1: So, you know, I live in I live in Orange County, California. Um, and 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 so um when I started getting into surf music. Um, I was very much attracted to the endless summer soundtrack to me yeah. that really rang true. And um, what I found out was that, um, that was, uh, the, the group called the sandals, as you know. Um, and so, and so turns out they don't live very far from me. They're, they're, they're just up in Carmel. It's about a seven hour drive. I suppose they're not really I used to, to live well. by there. Anyway, the, uh whereabouts salinas oh uh, yeah right exactly you're 30 minutes yeah. what 40 minutes from carmel yeah yeah
0: exactly we got engaged there carmel uh, carmel by the sea
1: you know i met my wife there uh, oh. Funny story the guy that introduced me to my wife also bought me my first electric guitar uh, a, a 63 Fender Jaguar back in the early 90s. And that's when I started playing surf music was because of that. But, but um, what I was gonna say is, is um, so um, I, I wanted to know more about their brand of surf music as you put it. And, and, and so I, 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 when, when we would go up the coast back to Carmel, uh, I, I would look up the brothers. They were restaurateurs up there, Walter and Gaston Joris. And so uh, Walter owned uh, this place called Casanova's, which is a very famous restaurant in Carmel, and 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 Gaston owned Le Bicyclette, uh, which is another you know, Bistro uh, in downtown Carmel. So so what would happen is we would go up there, we would meet with them, have coffee, and talk about surf music and talk about how they did it back in the 60s and, and this sort of thing. And one of the things he said was, we incorporated um, acoustic guitars. We incorporated instruments like the Clavietta. Let me see if I can find mine real quick and I'll show it to you. Um, yeah, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it quickly, but, but they incorporated all these different instruments into their, um, into their uh, music, and I was very fascinated by that, so I went out and bought a Clavietta. Uh, I, I had already owned an acoustic guitar, so so this new release has several levels of acoustic. It's got nylon string, it's got steel string, and then, of course, it's got the assortment of, of Jaguars, Jazz Masters, Strats, you know, Mo's right, uh, so, so depending on what the song needed, because uh, the song would sort of tell me what it wanted to sound like, and so then I would just pick the right set of, of guitars uh, for yeah. that.
0: I, I have a question for you because I, I, I haven't spoken to a lot of people who incorporate Moz rights. Usually it's the Jaguar or the Strat, um, sometimes the Telecaster in very rare instances. But tell me how the Moz right has affected your music.
1: Bold, boldly. Uh, the Moz right is a bold guitar. Uh, it's not a background instrument. It's it's a foreground instrument. Um, the you can hear the Ventures when they're playing them. Uh, it's 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 pedal to the metal. You know you 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 know since you can't clean up like like with a strat, you could put on the front pickup, turn the tone down a little, and make it sound a little more jazzy. You know that kind of thing. Uh, with a Moze there's no way these pickups are are bold they're strong this one this is a ventures model Mose right and and these pickups on here are insane uh, they're just so big and bold and brassy that in a sense it it, it makes you uh, want to write songs that, that, that rock you know it's a rock yeah. machine really what this is so definitely not a tally uh, or a strat really. I'd say if I had to compare it to anything, it'd be a little more jazz master, but with more grit.
0: Yeah. Uh, me being from my background, uh, the first time I saw right was uh Johnny Ramone. And no yes. matter no matter how many times and how many different guitars I play, it never sounds it never sounds like <laughs> that. It, it just has its own
1: sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's no question. If you want the Ramon Sound, you're gonna need a Marshall and you're gonna need a Mose right. And uh uh that'll that'll really get you there.
0: So tell me a little bit about your gear back there. It looks uh I see the reverb tanks. Um tell, yeah. tell me tell me about yeah. what and, and I see the I can't see it's right by your uh, your jags there. The it looks like a combo.
1: Yeah, so um over here, let me see if I can get this going. This is a 63 Bandmaster and Ryan, I think that's my best sounding surf amp because it's not as loud as the Showman's, but it's um it's got all the tone of a Showman. So so that's my 63 Bandmaster. Down there's my little Tim Marcus Milkman. Uh, this guy here my HT15. That's the equivalent of a of a brown faced Princeton. So it's got that warbly vibrato uh, that I love. Uh, but Tim uh, builds them with with more strength. They're they're much bolder sounding. So I can get a, a a good. I use that virtually for every demo recording and a lot on the on the actual uh, release. Uh, just yeah. Tim does great work. He's up in uh, San Francisco. He's a great guy, too. Um, I met Billy Zoom a few years ago. There's a guitar tech called Steve Sost, who used to be Dick Dale's uh, bass player years ago. Uh, Steve would be a great interview for you. He knows everybody. Uh, and anyway, uh, in Steve's building, uh, Billy Zoom from X was there. Uh, yes. And so I went and talked to him. And I, and I said, Billy... You know, I saw you guys after the first Los Angeles album, you know, the ex-Los Angeles yeah. album came out their yeah. first album. And I'm like, dude, your playing actually got me to want to play guitar. Uh, it was that strong. He was that strong of a player. Uh, yeah. And the way he played with his head back, I don't know if you can see his head's back. Yeah. And, and he never looks at the fretboard and he's just a monster player. Uh, so I said, Billy, you know, and he, and I gave him this whole spiel and he looked me he goes Craig buy something off me and I said okay I will and then and then I thought about it for a while and these um these Billy Zoo reverb units this one here they were getting great reviews on SG 101 so I I, I I I called him back I go Billy I'm ready to buy something off you and I go make me one of your little kahuna reverb tanks so I used this reverb tank all over the album and frankly, ended up naming the album after the reverb tank because I liked I liked the sound so much that I sort of lifted the little Kahuna name and just put it on my my album. That was my working title because every time I turned on the amp and reverb tank, I see a little Kahuna, you know. Yeah. So, so, so that's that's kind of the way that that worked out. So so that was that was uh, that's that's that one, and then. This is a Tweed. This is a 1960 Tweed Tremolux. And so that amp uh, I used on this song, D.D., whereby um, I I, I, I did a little collaboration. This is the last song on the album. And I did a little collaboration with um, Joey Gneisic. And Joey uh, is Dick Dale's was dick dale's best friend he was his lawyer he was his friend he'd known dick for 40 years he played in dick's band in the 70s and so um, uh, when i wanted to do a tribute to to dick uh, uh a song called dd i'd written it uh and um i sent it to joey i was having problems with the bridge you know and so i sent it to joey and he goes uh, joey's this is joey he goes craig I like the song, but the bridge sucks. And I said, Joey, that's what I'm talking about. I need help. The bridge, you know? So anyway, so I go to he, 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 and then I meet this whole Riverside thing. He's inland empire for me. So I go to Riverside, the inland empire and I meet Joey and he's telling me about his band, uh, the Showmen, who were from Riverside. And then there was the tornadoes. They were from out there as well, and there was other surf bands from out there. And I knew about the tornadoes, but none of the others, you know. And so, anyway, I learned all about Inland Empire surf bands and their sound. Uh, and then, um, and then Joey came. We so we worked on some stuff. Then I invited him back. And, and and by then uh, the 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 first round of COVID uh, was 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 starting to wane. You know, this was before the the, the second wave. You know, yeah. So like yeah. there was there was a little time in there where it was sort of like okay. Um, we could probably get together and do something as a band, as long as everybody's comfortable with that, right? Yeah. So, frankly, that's the only song on the whole release that's done as as a band with four of us in the same room together. It uh, was our last song we did, and so uh, he played my Showman. I said, "Don't bring yours. I have a couple of." Anyway, uh, uh, he played my Big Duel, and then uh, I thought, you know, I want a different sound. I want some. And, you know because the duels got those 215 jbls and all that and i'm and i'm like i want i want something that's going to kind of go in the middle of all that and so i can have some presence because we're both blowing through showman's we're all in the same sort of sonic space yeah so this is basically a deluxe in a bigger box with tremolo and fender called it the tremolux so i played this on that song and and uh and it worked out great because he's heavy drip and, and, and this thing's kind of more grindy. So I was getting drip and a little grind. Uh, and so it, 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 I thought it came out great. I was super pleased uh, with that, and with Joey's uh, interpretation of my bridge. He changed it and just made it a lot better and I was really appreciative of his uh, input.
0: Did you guys get together to, to, uh, to play that all at the same time?
1: Did you record it live? Yeah, moment? we recorded it live. Yeah, yeah. But the magic of my mixer, Barry Wood, put it all together so that it felt just like the rest of the record. Yeah. So he did a great job with that. Uh, even though it's a complete different animal, he made it. he made it fit in awesome awesome uh yeah, exactly. tell me about the uh, by your by your
0: record over there you have two more uh so <HM2> okay. has-
1: so um of 60 this is this is a wonderful tank i've i've, I've had this for years uh, this one it's a it's a 64 um, transitional tank it's got sparkle weed the blackface logo black but it's smooth blonde uh, it's a really nice i have several fender reverb tanks this is one of my favorites um a 66 princeton reverb um and then down here is my fred decone i don't know if you can see the little red guy is my fred decone divided by 13 uh, and fred makes wonderful amps. he builds for um mccartney paul mccartney's band and wow. many many other touring pros uh use these divided by 13 and and He's been a friend of mine for years. He was an amp tech back in the day, so he's repairing my amps. And then he decided to build his own, uh, and I have several of them. Uh, This one being only—it's got a switch between ten and twenty watts. But uh, I I play this live mostly. Uh, And then he built me a reverb tank to go with it. Uh, So it's 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 really great. And then this is my '64 Strat, Uh, the vintage Mosrite. 65 Jazzmaster, um, 65, I call this guitar Carl because it's Carl Wilson's. It wasn't really his, but it's the one he played, a white uh, Jaguar, so I call that, that's Carl. Uh, And then uh, that one, that blue one's a a, a, uh, 62 reissue. Uh, And I bought that off a friend of mine, Daniel Blanca, who um, said it was one of the nicest, Issues he'd ever played, and I got it. It has this incredible finish. Um, it's late classic blue, but it's 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 kind of on the turquoisey side. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can see that well. It, it, it's it, kind of the turquoisey side. Looks like like kind of one of those flip
0: flops uh, paint jobs. It,
1: it, 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 it is. It is. It um, is. And uh, so it's it's a reissue, but it's it's just so good that um and he he played it and loved it look it's, it's kind of getting all dirty I've, I've been playing it a lot and it still has the original three-way uh which is kind of a funky deal because if you want the middle settings you got to kind of you you can't do it on the fly you got to do the clapton thing where you sort of put it in the spot and hope it stays and, <laughs> But i, I, just, I don't want I to change anything on it it's just too cool you know
0: totally so let's get a look at your vinyl. Uh, I love the artwork. Um, as we spoke before the interview, um, it, it's very, uh, oh yeah, the yellow vinyl. Look at that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it kind fun. of represents
0: the sun on, on the on, on the album cover.
1: Exactly right. It's exactly what we we're going for. We wanted something bright and sunny. In fact, um, th- there's a there's a girl up in Seattle that um, that makes uh, boxes, and I needed I needed something to travel with, so she made this for oh, me. Wow. This is a vinyl carrying box. So you open it and you put vinyl yeah. in here. I haven't used it yet because we're we're just starting our season. I just got this, so when I go to gigs, I'm going to put vinyl in here. Uh, and then take it with me. Uh, anyway, Kim. Her name's Kim, and um, and and she laughed when she got the album. And I said, "Why are you laughing?" And she goes, "Cause it's been raining here in Seattle for two months solid." And I opened <laughs> this up, and you bring in a little sun into my uh, into my world. And I thought, God, that's exactly right. That
0: box is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the box is cool. She does great stuff. And then with the rest of the albums that are left over, she does, she does, she calls these her groovy mini box. Wow. So little kahuna. I feel like I'm doing a commercial for you, Kim, but anyway, it's pretty cool. And her, her, her thing is Artifact on, uh, on, on Etsy.
0: Awesome. So where are you? Um, the album, I, I guess um, is very new to you. Um, but tell me what your plans are right now. Like, are you looking to play shows to promote it? Are you are you are you um, are you writing some more? Like, what is what is what is your immediate uh, plans?
1: Right, right, um, all of that. Um. Uh. So so we've been Ryan. Um, a few directions on that answer, but but um, in terms of playing. Um, we've been fortunate enough to be, um, so, so we've, we've changed, it, it, it's, it's technically not a surf record. Like it's got surf songs on it, but it also has like a bossa Nova feel, um uh, 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 sandals feel, you know, uh, so, so we've been lucky enough that there's a little club in town in Long Beach called secret Island. And, and 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 it's a tiki bar, right? And so uh we opened it. They invited us to open it, uh, and we did. Uh and the owners really liked us and the promoter really liked us. So, so we've played there a number of times. Uh I mean, in the pandemic, like like during lulls, you know. Uh and so so we so so are in fact, we're due to play there over. Memorial weekend coming up, but, but anyway, the point is, is that, is that um, shows are starting to come back here now. And so we've been invited to play on a different track. We've been invited to go and play uh, at Tiki events. So we have a couple coming up. Uh, There's, there's one coming up uh, in in, uh, on April 10th in Whittier called Oceana arts. And, and this place is ground zero for the mid-century uh, Tiki revival movement. This is where it happened. Uh, and so uh, when COVID hit, they just closed their doors and walked away yeah. and essentially went out of business. But. But um, they they had um, they they didn't necessarily liquidate their inventory and this sort of thing. So so um, this um, uh, art gallery formed a partnership with them to put on tiki events there. And so we're going to be playing those. And then yeah. uh, one of them. And then down in um, Palm Springs, there's this thing called Alohana, uh which is another big tiki event. And it's right around the corner from Shag. You know the great album the great uh des- what would you call him? painter graphic arts guy uh he designed the new album cover for that stereophonic uh band uh from sweden norway sweden uh that's just out of this world uh anyway uh so 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 we're gonna play there so so we've been fortunate enough to to be um like categorized recategorized from surf into uh, tiki, you know, uh, because of this release. And so it's, 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 it's been fun for us to have new audiences because um, I, 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 I think the surf gigs uh, ha- have become few and far between uh, as of late. And so moving in a tiki direction uh, has been really good for us.
0: Was that, was that
1: kind of a, a happy accident happy accident couldn't have put it better yeah Uh, uh, we we start playing at the um secret island and 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 they're like wow you know so so like with the surf band the breakaways of the the curl riders or the nocturnes um joey's band i've been in lots of different surf bands so with those bands you know you 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 play you finish a set and and sort of like Nothing happens, you know. Like I remember in the early days playing Hawaii Five O, the place to go nuts. You know, before COVID, you play Hawaii Five O, and there's crickets in the house. You know, so so I think what was happening. I think surf music was kind of um, not as popular as it once was. You know, so after we'd finish a set, no one would come up and say, "Hey, uh, can we get a business card? Do you have any merch?" You know, this kind of thing. So we do the Secret Island gig first the tip jar had 500 bucks in it wow. and 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 we're selling right and we're selling vinyl uh we're selling t-shirts we're selling cds people are having to sign the vinyl and stuff like that and so uh it's like it was it was a complete different vibe and and uh and and that was the happy accident you just mentioned so i'm yeah. like okay this is our guys we just had a huddle you know uh, guys, here's our new direction. We're a tiki band now. Uh, and the promoter, uh, Chris, Christopher Burkhardt, a, a friend of mine too, um, he, he, he didn't like the surf band as like the breaks and stuff as much because we were loud, you know, it was surf music, it was bold, it was loud, it was you know, uh, and then, but then we, we 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 debut all this material, and it's not so bold and loud. It's more, you know, string your hammock between two palm trees, you know, uh, and um, and take a nap, uh, sort of thing, and and and, and or to roll the windows down and drive down coast highway, you, you, you know, yeah, mellower, like like in the summer, and so that changed everything for us. Uh, one thing you mentioned
0: um earlier and before the interview is that you've been in lots of bands and you just mentioned that um why don't you take me through a through a history of how you got to where you are what 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 your bands were the styles uh i'm really interested
1: in how people evolve in their music okay okay um, I kind of anticipated you'd ask me that, so I'm prepared for that. <laughs> um, so, so uh, bought a, a friend of mine that a friend of mine bought me a Jaguar, a 63 Jaguar back in around about '93, '92, '91, somewhere early early '90s, and then I took lessons for four years at the guitar shop in Laguna, a local guitar shop to me. You know, a little independent mom and pop operation, but loved all the guys in there. The owners, Kirk Sand, builds amazing guitars for people like Jose Feliciano, stuff oh. like that. Uh, they're, they're, they're electric acoustics with nylon strings, and he's Chet Atkins played played those. And uh, we met Chet at a, a thing there. But anyway, so I took lessons from there uh, for four years until I finally thought, you know what? It's time for me to start a band. So at that time there was this rag called the Recycler. Yeah, is, um, yeah. You remember the Recycler? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you'd call that Craigslist today, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: uh, but in any case, so 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 um, I put an ad out in the Recycler, and and a bunch of people responded. Uh, you'd laugh at this, but one of the guys, he's like, I serve music. I think I know what that is, but can we play some Who? And I'm like. Do you know dude i love the who but no you know um and so i had all these different responses so anyway i boiled it down to about four guys we started rehearsing in my garage tuesday nights we called it the tuesday night surf band and then we went through uh two years ryan two years we rehearsed in the surf band till till in my garage and then one day on- the garage door i'm like oh no here it comes yeah and so i open the door and it's one of our neighbors standing like this you know she's got the pose you know um and so she says um she says you know what finger in the air i've been listening to you guys for two years now (laughs) and i'm like oh my god here it comes and she goes you're good let me hire you for a party Ah! and we got our first gig uh, a local high school, uh, uh, I'm sorry, local elementary school, uh, end of year party. She hi- she was the PTA president. She hired us for this local surf party at a local elementary school, literally at the end of my street. Uh, and so, uh, we did, it was our first gig. And then, um, You know, but the band was too big. There was too many guitar players and all this stuff. We had a couple of drummers. It was just, you know, I needed to boil it down to four. So I boiled it down to four. And then and we started playing all the time. And then we went in and recorded a CD called Surf Jam. And um, this is Barry Wood did the cover art on this. This is from 90 five four something like that and so uh the same guy that did little kahuna did this one nice. so so this was all covers um you know pipeline and moto and cruel sea and 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 and, uh, and so we we finally we we did a first cd of of um of covers, so we'd have something to 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 give away at shows and maybe even sell a few of them you know so then um we we um we reformatted the band a little bit. Um, and so, what was happening at that time was there was a lot of charities going on uh, in our area. In particular, uh, there, there were, we're not far from Chalk Hospital, Children's Hospital yep. in Orange. And so, I wanted to start doing some outreach to charities with the surf band. And so, uh, but that's a different format uh, because we're actually playing in the hospital hospital so we substitute bongos and congas for drums wow. uh, and uh, and then we play we play our usual guitars but with champs you know fender champs little tiny yep. amps uh, and and then we would go into particularly the oncology words and we would play for the kids and their parents for 35 minutes then we go up to the fifth floor and do the uh it was pediatric oncology and then uh adult onco- oncology so we would play there as well we did that for years, and then then we got this idea to record the second CD, which is Kawa um, Bongo. Yeah. And, uh, and so nice. so and then and then Harry, he did a cool little back cover with the guitar lying in the sand. And yeah, that. I don't know if that's coming through. Yep. Um, yep. So 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 then that happened. Then um, Jim Dunfriend uh, was sort of a friend in the surf community. He had a surf show called Surf Wave on KXLU, which is a radio station at Loyola Marymount University, which is in L.A. Um, So he said, why don't you guys come and play on our show and do an hour of of, uh, talk, you know. So we did that and we recorded it and then released this CD um, called On the Air. And, and by this time, we had met Larry Ellis, uh, Larry Anderson, my lead guitar player on these two CDs. He, he's, we were playing 56 shows a year and Larry's like, dude, I'm out. I don't want to do that much playing, you know? <laughs> and so I kind of freaked out and I replaced him with two other guitar players. So it's three guitars, bass and drums in the band. Uh, uh, and so uh, that, that's when we recorded this, but we met Larry Ellis. He was in a band called The Illusions, uh, and they were the house band for the Cinnamon Cinder, which was the surf house in Long Beach. And and so they were the house band. Think of Rendezvous Ballroom, but Long Beach. It was called the Cinnamon Cinder. So anyway, Larry uh, joined our band for a year and lovely guy. He just turned 83 the other day uh and uh, uh anyway he stayed with us for a year uh and 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 um in the meantime i have my original cassette we were yes. on cassette yes, right yes. right here's the cassette i found it i was specifically looking for it and and we called paul johnson and we said hey paul uh we've we can, do you we did this on the air thing do you mind uh producing it for us and he's like no problems so he rented some studio space. He went in and produced it for us. So, so that began our relationship with PJ. Uh, obviously, the guy who wrote Mr. Moto and uh, you know fundamental guy uh, in the surf community. So, so then we formed a relationship with him. That's so. Awesome. I can go on. You want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So in the meantime, um, you know the surf Jeff Hansen, who we talked about earlier, friend yep. of yours and mine. Um, he uh, took over for what was Corvette Sandy. Anyway, she she did. Now he does these shows called Surf and Sundays in Huntington Beach. Yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, they used to be at the Surfing Museum. There's a surf museum that had Bruce Brown's original camera he filmed the Endless Summer on, and old boards. And uh, I met Jan and Dean there. Jan, I think. Anyway, uh, Dick Dale would come and play there and we would open for him and play with Dick a lot, you know. Uh, but we've been doing that with Dick for years. Um, but, um, but then we recorded another CD there. This one called, what's this one called? Breaking Live. So we did that one. And now we're starting to write originals. Okay. okay? So, so finally, that led to this one, Time Surfing, and Duff Paulson did the cover art on this one. He was in the Torquays uh, and uh, loads of bands. Duff's played with everybody. So, so our our, our thought was um, this is I think Austin Powers. Uh, this is a, a a time vortex, you know. Uh-huh. So, so here we are playing in front of the time vortex, <laughs> and 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 then here's the vortex sucking us in to '63. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, Duff Duff designed that. Well, in the meantime, we got asked to do side projects. This is all the breakaways. Um, So we did this one called um, uh, Ziggy plays surf guitar and, and we contributed uh, it was all David Bowie. This is a British guy and it was all David Bowie. And, and we did cat people putting out fire. Uh, We did a surfed up version of that. Yeah. uh, And that was super, and then a guy called me to do this one six Guns surf and uh and then we and by then i would bought a bass six so i'm playing bass six by now on several songs and so um we did um we did a, a song on here uh that that we love um it was a what was that one called it was a um, percy faith song uh i'll think of it in a minute let me see if it's here uh it should be oh it's on the cd uh, yeah, I don't see it right now. But anyway, we contributed a song to this DD Six Gun Surf," and that was really fun. And and then um, Bob Dally called me and said, "Do you mind doing one for this one?" Yes, the "Surf Raiders." It's right, it's brand new, right? So, brand new. So so we we I got the the now by by the by the the breakaways. Were uh, my band th- for a long time, tw- twenty plus years, and so by then, Gus, our drummer, uh, was becoming a professional drummer, and so he couldn't really do a lot of the charity shows I wanted. We do the Alzheimer's Association, the Relay for Life, Ronald McDonald House. We were doing loads of the local charity gigs at the time, and 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 they're non payers. We're just donating our time, and yeah, and he. he he became a so, so I needed to form another band that didn't mind doing the charity. So I started the Curl Riders with guys that were retired uh, and d- didn't necessarily need the money, you know. So, so then, the, then, the, then we started doing um, the, um, uh, let's see, we would do, we would do uh, Surf Raiders songs. So, so, uh, like um, the Curl Rider and stuff like that. And so Bob got all, and Bob and I have been friends um i i bought his first book back in the 90s yeah guitars, yeah right and yeah I look at dog geared and i have notes through and 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 um Anyway, Bob and I would would write to each other. Ryan, this is pre-internet. So yeah. he and I are writing letters to each other. Uh, and, and I'm saying, Bob, I just can't get that drippy sound. You know, can you help me? And so he put me in touch with Armin Brown, who's another guy you're going to want to meet. Great guy. Uh, and uh, so so um, long story short, um, that, Al, that book was very influential along with uh, John Blair's book. So these two books, the illustrated discography of Surf Music, these two books I poured over in the early 90s. Uh, and then, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm way off track, but then I would start visiting <laughs> some of the sites that are on the, in these books, like Downey Records. I, I dragged my wife up to Downey Records, and she's like, where are we going? I'm going, we're going to the site where they recorded Pipeline we're going we're going to surf mecca right so we go we show up at this building and it's um it's got um it's a record store uh so anyway we go in and 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 we look at the records and i asked the owner which was still wenzel i think it was jack i think tom was the guy that did all the recordings and his brother Jacker, the other way around, uh, but they were the Wenzel brothers. They're the ones that did all those recordings uh, in that day that, that became a CD. This one, Surf Legends and Rumors. And this whole CD uh, was all the guys, the, the, the Rumblers, uh, the Chevelles, the Blazers, the Pastel Six, the Hustlers, Pipe, the Chanteys, uh, all those bands, the Revels, you know. Uh, Comanche and those songs were all recorded there so so um, I wanted to see it and I said hey do you mind if I go into what was the recording studio which was the, uh, the adjacent um, room and he said no problem so I went in there and at that point it was a dump for jukebox 45 jukeboxes were gone by then and so the, the, all the, the there was things called jukebox dumps where all those or forty five dumps something like that where, where all those forty fives that came out of all those jukeboxes got dumped into these stores you know and so he had a he had a jukebox dump uh, there and, and and it was just racks and racks and racks of forty fives and then and then and so he showed me he goes this is the spot we recorded we put the microphone here it was kind of like Going to Memphis and seeing Sun Records, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, Sun, you know, it was very much like that. Where where you see where they did it, and then he takes me in the bathroom, and I'm like, "Why are you taking me in the bathroom?" And 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 he said, "Here, along the top shelf of the bathroom are all the original uh, reel to reels that we used to record. All. Yeah. and those are all original. And uh, anyway, the some German outfit." got a hold of a handful of those and they produced this CD. And I think there was a follow-up to this one and this was from 88. And so when I got this, um, uh, I had this before that And Bob's book told me ab- about where that was. And so we just went and explored and found out and uh, so on and so forth. So, so, so um, I became really kind of steeped in, in, in the surf music culture. And then uh, since then, uh, and obviously my final release, this is the, uh, my final little kahuna, but, but um, uh, I've made a lot of great friends in the community. It's been, it's been fun because living here in SoCal, Ryan, you know, Bob Spickard sat in with us a bunch of times, Masoner, um, uh, who else? Uh, Paul Johnson, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so even one day we're doing a charity gig and uh in Newport and, and 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 there's a piano player there uh, and 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 he but he, he's doing DJ gig he's like he's like a DJ gig and i'm like that's weird um, uh, and 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 we played Mr. Moto and he goes he goes i'm the guy who played piano on that song originally <laughs> and we're like you're you're Jim Roberts we knew his name we go you're Jim Roberts he goes i'm Jim Roberts i played <laughs> piano with the bel airs back in the day and we're like, dude, you're playing Mr. Moto with us. Uh, and so, and this happens a lot. And we were playing one gig at, um, uh, so uh, the, um, in LA, there's, there's a famous, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a police training area. Uh, and, and there was a car show there called Cops for Tots. And so uh, at Elysian Park, it's the famous police academy. You know, you see it in the movies. Yeah. Well, we were doing a gig, right? And Jay Leno's wandering. We met Jay Leno. He was wandering around because he's got a big car collection. You know. Anyway, we're we're playing, and we did um, do 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 out of limits, and 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 up comes this cop. Cop cop walks up, and um, bald, you know, rotund, uh, and 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 says um, he goes. um, I was in the Marquettes and we're like, wait, excuse me. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the original guitar players for what they call the touring Marquettes. So the Marquettes were just the, the, uh, the LA guys, right. The, the, the blue wrecking crew. Uh, And then he, but, but once, once those songs took off, they needed to start touring. And so, uh, so, so, they hired a touring band to go on tour as the Marquettes. He was in the touring Marquettes. He comes up. We go, dude. You're playing out of limits with us. And uh, so he plays out of limits with us. And 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 he ended up staying with the band for two years. You know? <laughs> uh, so so we've we've had a lot of fun over the years. Ryan bands coming, the players coming in and out. Larry Ellis. This guy's name was Ed Riojas. We love. Ed, we love Larry. They're both beautiful people, and 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 and. But you know, they they, they Ed had another band called um, Mutual Aid, Cops That Rock, and and there are a bunch of, of cops that would play events, and that band was getting real busy, so he, he wasn't able to do us much anymore. So he went his own way, and uh, so anyway, we've we, we've had so much fun through the years uh, with, with in, in the surf community because it's such a small community. That you can you can rub shoulders with the legends and have them sit in and stuff. Yeah, Bob's bigger with us on pipeline. I mean, and and one time we're playing at a backyard party, and and the girl comes up and says, "Um, uh you know, my boyfriend's Jeff Baxter," and I'm like, "Wait, Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, that Jeff Baxter?" And she's like, "That's the one," uh, and uh, he's coming to this party you're playing at, and. Uh, so I'm like, okay, um, great, you know. So I know I do a little homework on him. I know that he loves Jazz Masters. This is my 65 Jazz Master, right? So I know he loves Jazz Masters. So so I bring, I bring a vintage brown face pro, a 61 Pro, 65 Jazz Master, and I give him my, one of my reverb tanks to play through. So so he shows up. Uh, back party, you know, uh, he shows up and, uh, and uh, says, uh, I said, I said, Hey, you know, skunk, it's nice to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, and, and, and he, he says, um, I, I said, look, I've, I've brought you a rig, you know, for you. I go, I got my rig. I had a concert and all this, but here's your rig. And I showed it to him. He goes, now nah, I'm not going to be playing today. So I, I'm just here to hang out with my girlfriend, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we're playing Baja. And I do the lead on Baja, uh, and and Bruce does the rhythm on it. Well, he's playing the rhythm, and a string breaks. He breaks a string, and on a Stratocaster, when you break a string, that's a very bad thing because the yeah. whole thing goes out of tune, right? Yeah. So so immediately he has to stop playing and go get his guitar, another guitar, and 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 I look at it, as soon as that happens, I just happen to be looking out of the audience. And Baxter, his head pops up and he turns, he looks towards us, he immediately knows something's wrong, right? Because because he was in a surf band back in the 60s in Mexico City when he first started playing guitar, he told us. Uh, and so, um, so Baxter's head pops up, he's looking around and, and Bruce is fumbling around to get his other guitar going. And in the meantime, Baxter hops up, runs on stage, turns the amp on, Picks up this, that jazz master, that same jazz master right there and starts playing uh, the rhythm, the Baja, you know, the tic-tac part. And then I come back with the lead and 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 we finish the song and, and he goes, you guys know Apache? I'm like, hell yeah, we know Apache. So we, he played the lead. We played rhythm on Apache. And how about how about And he starts calling out songs? And we're like, yeah, we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and he ended up sitting in with us till the cops came and shut us down. And he goes out and meets the cops cause he's a affiliated with law enforcement. Uh, and so he shows him his badge and he's like, Hey, this, these guys are cool. It's okay. I go, I go, Jeff, we're good. Let's, let's not, let's not, you know, anyway, I had to, it was funny. I had to tell him we were going to finish instead of the other way around. So <laughs> it was pretty cute. He got to sit in with a local surf band and we had smiles from ear to ear. Uh, playing with a a player of that caliber. So anyway, I I don't know. I've rambled a lot. Sorry, but, but that's kind of um, the, my sort of uh, background and and I've had the band uh, over 25 years, various bands and, 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 and what I'm, what I'm really enjoying is this movement towards the, the, the the gentler, softer tiki sounds. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much, Craig, for, for being on the show it's great to hear your story. You have a rich, uh, a rich history and a hell of a, a hell of a stack of output there of, uh, of material. And, um, you know, you should be very, very proud of your accomplishments and and all the people you've met. Uh, it sounds like you've had a blast.
1: It's a blast. That's for sure. I've certainly had a blast and I've met, Beautiful people along the way, you know, it's been great.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I, I learned about talking to people in the surf community is they're all very down to earth and, and eager to talk about music, just like just like I am. Uh, I love doesn't matter what kind of music I, I just love to talk about music and and uh, the conversation can go any way. Um, but, but it's very nice to be. To all the people that I've that I've met. And uh I'm sure it was the same for you when you got to meet them. You you got all starry-eyed and and uh Absolutely.
1: yeah know <laughs> so, and Jim Masoner I mean from the lively ones um you know I helped jumpstart he had a minivan that the battery was dead and we're helping him jumpstart his car you know these people are just regular old people you know yeah and uh and that's that's really fun it's a it was a fun thing
0: awesome well, like uh, again, I'd like to say thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know it's early at, uh, out in uh, Orange County, um, but I always respect the, the fact that people will lend me their time. And uh, I appreciate your story and, and you lending me some of your time. And I just wanted to say I hope you have a great day. I hope this started your day off well.
1: It did. Thank you, Ryan. And it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for all the time you take. I've really been enjoying a lot of the the YouTube videos that you've done meeting Sean Barry. I've been corresponding with him, but I got to know him more through yours and I hadn't seen Tunis for years, and nice getting caught up with what they're up to, and and of course Clint Beachwood's a friend of mine. That was cool watching him, and so uh, it's a very rich tapestry. And I'm kind of looking forward to exploring some of the people that I don't know so well. You know, yeah, uh, that'll be fun
0: too. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, and have a great day, and please stay in contact. Uh, uh I, i'll help you promote anything i
1: can uh you know I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do no problem i'll send you some of the vinyl uh and i'd love to have you and your wife uh give me some feedback on it you know, oh yeah really definitely awesome yeah well, well have a Good. great day craig
0: right,
1: yeah you too thanks a lot for taking time with me today